Okay, Lisa, you're an extrovert. Casey, you're an introvert. Let's say you're at a party. When do you leave? I am that obnoxious person that's always like one of the last people to leave. And I always say I'm not going to be, but I am. Like I stay after church and talk to people way too long. Um, The PTA meetings, I'm always like lingering later, like that kind of stuff. I try to get a sense from the host and hostess of like when they've had enough and try to leave at an appropriate time. But I, if I'm being really honest, I think I leave the party probably 10 minutes later than I should have. As soon as it doesn't seem rude, I will leave. Welcome to The Lisa Show, where we take a good look at life. Maintaining friendships as an adult can be kind of tricky. And especially considering we've come out of COVID and being isolated, the fact that our lives constantly change as we change in our jobs and our kids and our family status, everything is a moving piece and friendships change as well. And so knowing that it's hard as an adult to maintain healthy, good, fulfilling relationships, we want this to be a part of our self-care discussion. Really nurturing yourself has a lot to do with the people that you surround yourself with. And friendships and maintaining those social connections and deep, meaningful connections is a huge part of how I nurture myself as well. And I think our default is that, well, we just sort of expect everyone to kind of act and react like we do, but we're all so different. So in this episode, we want to understand other people and how they really react, think, and feel as a way to better understand ourselves and how we can nurture ourselves with the people that we surround ourselves with. Being intentional about our friendships is an often overlooked way to really take care of ourselves. So if you couldn't already tell, I'm an extrovert and my best friend Casey is an extreme introvert. So my producer McKay took us into different rooms, asked us the exact same questions, and then brought us back together to listen to our answers. Okay, let's say you're at this hypothetical party and you don't see anyone that you recognize. What do you do? This has actually happened to me a couple of times, like either at events or parties or whatever. And I usually go right to the food, if there's food, because that's when I think people are more relaxed and ready for a social (laughs) interaction, and and which I will just introduce myself and find a little circle. Again, usually by the food. I don't mind... When this happens, I just don't want people to feel sorry for me. So I try to keep a happy expression on my face. I just find a spot and stare at people. (laughs) Or I help myself to some delicious food. That's probably where we met. (laughs) (laughs) I love it because we would meet. I'm sorry, but it's all true. (laughs) Don't apologize. I love it because here's the thing, like, we're really close friends. We yeah. would meet by the food. Yeah. This is, this is, I would have come mm-hmm. up to you. I would not have felt sorry for you. Good. Thank but I you. would have chatted you up 100%. Yeah. And here we are. It would have been great. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's talk about exit strategies. Let's say you're in a conversation with somebody and you need it to end. What's your move? I am really good at this. 
of ending sort of a conversation with like a big like kind of mom sigh like oh yeah well what are you gonna do it's crazy out there um i'm just gonna go grab something to eat can i get you anything or you know just making a transition just to then nothing's worse than i think when i talk to somebody and i can see their eyes glaze over or they don't want to talk anymore. I want to give them an out. Like, okay, yeah, you're not interested in talking to me. You want to talk to somebody else. You're looking around. That's fine. I can end it this for us right now. I say, that was so great seeing you. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) It's so natural. (laughs) Bye. I mean, I'm a polite person, so I make sure that it's okay. It's been long enough. And then, yeah. This was so great. Like right now, this was so great. Thank you. Well, to Lou. <laughs> and then she left. You two have really good manners. I think this is a good theme through like taking care of yourself because you don't want to ever have regrets. And I can hear that in your voice too of saying, I, I, I don't want to seem rude. I don't want to be rude. I want to have good manners. I want to do this right. You don't want to regret it later. That is part of, like, taking care of yourself, like, socially and your relationships, right? And so I do think that a good fallback for introverts and extroverts are that, like, is that, like, through line of good manners. Yeah, just a little courtesy, polite, thoughtfulness. And if you know how agonizing things are for me, it's even more polite then you have any idea. Yeah, it, that's true. <laughs> and, and for other people, too. Yeah. Know. Okay, Lisa, describe your ideal best birthday party ever. Okay, so I've had the best birthday party ever. It was a surprise. <laughs> I went out to dinner with some of my really good friends. We ate good food. We had really great conversation. We went back to my house, and there was a surprise party in the backyard, and it was so fun, and there was a ton of people there and great desserts. And then a lot of my friends like performed at the party and did like funny, like song parodies and dramatic readings and stuff. And that just made me laugh so hard and it lasted a really long time. And it's a great, great memory. This is a great question to talk about birthday parties because if you're not like me, you don't understand the agony of birthday parties. I hated birthday parties growing up. I almost never had them. It was too much. I mean, I probably have social anxiety now that I look back on it. But birthday parties, never fun, always dreaded them. Feel weird when I have to open the presents or people have to sing to me. Like, where I don't know where to look. I might feel grateful, but am I looking grateful? Am I acting grateful? So birthday parties were fine. Sometimes I always wanted presents, but I hated the social commitment. But as an adult, I've been able to, you know, orchestrate birthday parties exactly what I want. And of course, my best birthday party was when Lisa asked me what I would want, what would be my dream. And I just said for everyone in the world, whole world to send me a book that they recommend to me personally. And she did this and I got about a hundred books. She's so wonderful. It was a perfect birthday because it was from many people we knew, but she also just put it out there and a lot of strangers sent me books. But I had there was no obligation on my part and I loved it. It was perfect. Casey, surprise parties, yay or nay? Nay. <laughs> I think it's great that you know what you like. And a lot of people might not know this, but 
I did that for you because I gave you your worst birthday party <laughs> 10 years it earlier. Was fun. It was fun and funny. Well, I we had seen the, um, the Tom Cruise. What the 80s called? movie. A, the a- Age of Rock or yeah. the 80s movie where they like, it's like hair rock and they like sang. And I was like, oh, I'm going to do a flash mob for Casey's birthday and have a surprise party with all of her friends. And I coordinated it with your husband and got an ice cream cake and even like Haley I, I do was like out ice of. Cream cake. Well, and I, because I knew that, well, that was the best part of the whole <laughs> thing was the ice cream cake because I, two seconds into the flash mob that we had practiced online, I thought, Made a big mistake. No, you didn't. It because was the funny look on your face, <laughs> you didn't know where to look. It's I, exactly. I, that's the- <laughs> I remember your sister came up enjoy to it. sing the second verse, and you whispered loud enough for everyone to hear. <laughs> you don't have to do this. <laughs> well, and it made me laugh so hard because I thought it was all. This is a Lisa party <laughs> for Casey. Lisa, the party was for Casey, and then I thought. Well, it'll be over soon, and it was. It and was then funny. There was and the fun. ice cream cake, and I was like, "Well, you were a good sport. Here's an ice cream cake." And then that's when the real party. It was became. at a restaurant. The food was great. It was. I mean, I. It's. <laughs> I wouldn't want to be in the flash mob. That would be no. my worst. So See, it, it, it that's why I thought we were okay. It. Like, yeah, hey, it, we're it we're, wasn't, we're doing this for you. You don't have to do anything. But it's it, a, just it's a little bit of a joke that I like hated it so much. Exactly. I didn't really hate it. it that I know, much. but it's so funny. But to how would you? How would you feel if that happened to you? I'm interested. Where would you look? <laughs> would you would you would jump up and start dancing with, wouldn't I'm you? Probably. Like, uh, what? Where do I it's look? It's one of my favorite <laughs> memories because it's 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 a great, like it was a mistake. It wasn't a mistake, but it was a big mistake, it which was is funny. Made it funny, and you were such a good sport about it. And then. It's a story of redemption because 10 years well, later, yeah, th- this was, I got it right. I did like this I better. I got it right. And now all these strangers sent you books and now you have this pile of books yeah, that so now great. we have it's to talk perfect. about getting a new bookcase. Yep. And I loved it. And I got to talk to people about you. And it's it's really interesting because, you know, we're talking about this and terms of how you take care of yourself, but it's also like the better equipped you are to take care of yourself, the better that you know yourself, you can communicate that better mm-hmm. to other people and it enhances and deepens your friendships, you know? And yeah. that's what happened, I think, with us yeah. because I got to know you better and was able to orchestrate that only because you told me. It's not like I <laughs> am so clever and I came up with this big thing. I just listened to exactly what you said. And then did it. Yeah, and you made it happen. And it was in easy. my mind, I would never have asked anyone to really do it because it seems, oh, that's so rude. It's no, not a, cho- it's not a typical. Rude. But it, there are many people who are like, and this is what surprised. I actually learned a lot because I learned that people don't mind, and you you can ask for you want what you want. Yeah, people. There are people who wanted to do this, which I couldn't have ever. I wouldn't have thought that anyone would want to send me a book. So many. Oh, people they were did. so excited. And they were so excited. People and were excited that some person. I couldn't like, believe it. A couple people couldn't decide and sent you more than one book. I know. Oh, one person sent me ten books. Yeah. And that's what I thought. Okay. Well, may I hope this doesn't put anyone out. But they actually liked it. Yeah. And that was a joy for me to realize because I always think mm, I don't want to bother anyone. I don't want to be a pain. But they, they, they really liked doing it. And well, and I huge. don't want to like totally, you know, distort what we're talking about. But I think this has to do with the same thing. But I just remember when. 
you know, Chris was sick when my husband was sick, and I needed help, and I don't like asking help for Mm -hmm. people. I don't like expressing my needs to anyone else. I want to be self-contained. And life just gave me some circumstances where, sorry, you can't even take care of you or your kids' basic needs. And I had to ask for help. And after I got over that initial Oh, I hate this so bad. I'm putting people out. They have their own lives. I don't want to be that friend that's just taking, taking. And I I, I still feel that way to some degree. I think that's my, like, just set, preset mm-hmm. as a human mm-hmm. or whatever. But when I saw, like, how much love it felt and how much I needed it and how much my kids benefited from it and how, like, my friends would say, like, no, I just want to, like, if— it's such a vulnerable thing. It's such a beautiful thing when you can give somebody a need, take care of something mm-hmm. that they can't do for themselves. Like it makes you feel and good. And I know that that's doing like, it. and you know because you do it, it and you love doing it. But I do you love never doing it. But I, you never feel believe. like that for you. Yes, you but don't. They do. They do. So yeah, that's, that's a good true. thing. That's and you know, point. I it it does have to do with taking care of yourself. It does mm-hmm. because you have to know what you need in order to. Uh, you know, ask for it. And uh, often people will avoid self-care because they think, oh, it's so selfish. It's so selfish. But it, sometimes it can morph into an opportunity to deepen a friendship mm-hmm. and or connections totally. or relationships. It's not just one thing. Again, it's mm-hmm. nuanced. Yeah. There, we solved that. Mm-hmm. Good. <laughs> Now, I just talked to Casey, and we compared our friendship as introverts and extroverts in really an extreme way and got to talk in detail about what really makes us different. So now, how can we turn into what we know about our differences as a way to connect to each other and have a deeper friendship? Someone in my life who exemplifies this is my son, Miles. You know, sometimes we think we should be a certain way around others, and that actually gets in the way of us doing things that actually fill us up. And part of understanding what fills you up and what drains you, socially speaking, is only part of it. Learning to communicate that to different people in different social situations is another art. And I made a big mistake as a parent with my oldest child, Miles, now a happy, healthy, well-adjusted adult, thank heavens, I thought that if he were raised by two extroverts, that maybe he could learn to be an extrovert, even though he was clearly an introvert. You know, I thought I could change him. So I grabbed my son, Miles, at family dinner to talk to him about it. I remember a particular incident when you were about, I don't know, maybe like 16 or something, and I made you, do you remember... (laughs) when we made you try out for cross country and do cross country and stuff like that to like, Mm -hmm. and I I remember thinking, oh, you just haven't found your friends yet. And once you do, you'll, you know, you'll be more outgoing and you should do this and you should do this. And you kind Mm -hmm. of looked at me, this is the way I remember it. And you were like, I'm an introvert and there's nothing wrong with me. Stop trying to make me an extrovert. And it really stopped me in my tracks. Because I had friends. I had, I had friends, but like, I, I saw my friends about as much as I wanted to see them, and they were totally fine with that. They were all like ex, like uh, introverts too, so, but like we all shared like the same like time at school, so we all like spent like the those those times together like to um, like at school. But like we were all just kind of like we all kind of kept to ourselves, you know. And that's yeah. there's nothing wrong with that. There's, there's absolutely wrong. nothing wrong with that. I there's mean, nothing wrong with that. But it's you know it's uh, when you don't. It's not one of those things that you expect to be like. 
uh, how would you say that? Like you, like non-universal. Yeah. Like it's sort of your experience. You you kind of assume that everybody else kind of feels the same way as you, um, but it really isn't the case. There's like a huge <laughs> <I> just <laughs> variation <laughs> in that. We wouldn't kind of like let it go. I remember we would just kind of like push it for a bit of like, yeah, 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 yeah. Because like I remember when you came out, we were like, yeah, 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 we love you. That's really great. But when you were like, I'm an introvert and it's there's nothing wrong with that. I remember thinking, yeah, but but maybe you could try this, or maybe you'll change when you get older. Like I, I, I don't know why I hung on to that, and I'm sorry. (laughs) Totally fine. Hey, you know what? I probably needed it because that isn't, you know, like. Being uh, an introvert or an extrovert, like, that's that's one thing. You know, it's it's sort of, that's more just, like, how you kind of, like, relax and how you kind of, like, recharge yourself. But it is very, like, important, I think, to have, like, a, a baseline level of social skills and to be, uh, like, kind of affable to other people, I feel like. is. Oh, I like that. So I didn't totally mess no, everything no, no, no. up. No, 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 no. <laughs> I want it this on prob- the record. It was probably no. good for me. It was probably good for me uh, in the long run. Because I needed to, because everybody needs like kind of interpersonal skills, I think. Uh, it just kind of like greases the wheels of society to, right. you know, be affable and be likable. But it's just, it's just not something that I go out of my way for. Do you ever find yourself kind of like pretending to be an extrovert in a situation that you feel like calls for it? Or are you always just like, no, I, I don't need to think of it that way? I'm curious. Uh, when I was, when I was younger, definitely. Um, but now, like now there's a clear enough divide. Like? Just like parties at, at friends' house, some people would invite me over to like parties that I didn't want to go to, or like social events that would cut into my precious video gaming time. <laughs> so precious. <laughs> my so you know, <laughs> hey, only it was only Friday and Saturday, you know. I see. I had I had <laughs> very Friday clear Saturday, clear so, rules. <laughs> you know, for those forty eight hours, I had to squeeze as much time as I could out of that. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> but um. So, but I wouldn't say it was it was hard. It was just something that I was not like naturalized to. It's not something that came like kind of natural to me. It was like a skill that I had to like sort of learn and develop over you know my like adult life. And so now that you're an adult and you've got a very busy schedule and you work and you go to school and you have great relationships and things like that, how do you make sure that you take care of yourself sort of socially? How do how do you determine socially what what sort of that self care looks like? Well, sometimes it's just as easy as just like saying no to things that I like don't feel like up to. Like sometimes I'll have like a rough week at school and be like, I don't really want to, you know, go out and go down to, you know, uh, Piper Down or any bar that we want to go to and hang out. Like maybe I just kind of want to like stay in and watch a movie with Noah or something. Mm -hmm. Like it it, it just sometimes just saying no is, is all that really needs to happen. People are usually... Like pretty pretty acceptant of that. People are usually like, "Oh yeah, Dad, totally no problem." You don't, you don't stress about that anymore. I don't stress about that anymore. And if there's pushback, then I can always I can always joke back. Um, but um, it's mostly just about like you know, kind of balancing you know my my feelings on the matter, and then also making sure that all my friends feel like that. I that I care about them. I think and that that's I so them. sweet that you care about other people's. It's not just saying, eh, I just do whatever I feel. Yeah, no, it's, and sometimes I end up having a lot more fun than I expect to have. You know, sometimes it feels like I get to go, like, sometimes it feels like I'm, I'm going out of my way to, you know, uh, just, you know, keep in touch with, with people that I, that I genuinely do care about and that I genuinely do love and who love me too. 
Um, and and sometimes it feels, and sometimes I have way more fun when I go out and do it in in experiences where I were, where I would be like, oh, I don't really want to do this otherwise, you know. Yeah. Um, it's it just, I think it just doesn't come natural to me. But I don't think that that should preclude me from. Uh, you know, still trying to make these connections and tr- yeah. still try to keep up with them. And I yeah, think I love that because that's very important. It, it feels like a, a great way to take care of, you know, your social life, but not f- do it at the expense of your yeah, mental or yeah, interpersonal connections. Yeah, I would just say like uh, naturally doesn't come, it doesn't come uh, naturally to me. Mm-hmm. But that you know. Just because it doesn't doesn't mean that I have a free pass <laughs> to sort of isolate myself forever. And I think like when I have spent periods of time where I just like didn't see anybody for a long period of time, um, like during COVID. Yeah, I think that, that was kinda, an extreme situation. Yeah, that kind of like I think messed with my head a little bit. And I yeah, I don't really want to. Spend you knew that that even as an introvert, that wasn't your dream. No, no, no. Because you, uh, it, it's nice to have breaks. It's nice to have breaks from people. It's nice to kind of be. You know, it's nice to kind of like go on a walk and put your headphones in and do that. But like to do that, like all on your own for like like months at a time. No, no, that no. wasn't great. That's not great. Like we need we need people. Everybody needs people. Yeah, I I think, and that's that's what I've kind of that's what I've kind of learned is that we all kind of need people. <laughs> we do. We need each other. Well, I love you. I'm proud of you. I love you. <laughs> In our conversation about social self-care, you really need to know what it is you need socially so that you can take care of yourself. Now, Miles learned what he needed over time, despite his parents not knowing. So I told the Council of Moms my experience with Miles and asked them how they know and communicate their social needs. So I had to like shift my expectations in parenting and and have different kinds of conversations as I'm trying to teach my kids how to have self-care socially. Cuz like there's certain basics that I wanted to teach them like manners and this you you know even if you don't like it you got to smile when grandma and grandpa come over and I mean not that they don't like it when grandma and grandpa come over. I'm just saying like if you are shy, you know, you can have some some manners, you know, look people in the eye, shake hands, know how to have a job interview. I don't know. I had to completely re reassess what it means to honor somebody else's um, you know, social needs. And those kinds of social contracts are tricky because we can, if you are so used to like, you know, serving other people or accommodating other people, you can really fry yourself out, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you never put yourself out of the comfort zone too, you can also isolate yourself. So I'm wondering how you balance that sort of like your self-care in social situations. Um, I, I'm an ambivert, so I'm a little both. I have my moments where I can be extroverted. It depends. Like in a situation like this where I know the both of you and I feel safe, then I am not as terrified to talk. But I will say this with, um, the health stuff that's been going on. So 2018 just woke up one day, started having seizures. No explanation. Um, my voice will do this thing like it's doing right now where suddenly it'll go gravelly. Um, I will, um, Etch-a-sketch, I call it, where it's kind of like I go vacant. I don't have um, 
They're called absence seizures. I don't have those, but I have like a tiny little bit of it. But I have what are called myoclonic seizures. So I'll twitch and jerk. It looks a little bit like having the hiccups and Tourette's kind of at the same time. But for me, what happened when um, I started getting sick like that is I started to introvert more. I started, Mm -hmm. sorry, not, well, yeah. yeah, I started to become more of an introvert because being around people was embarrassing, so embarrassing for me. Mm. So, um, yeah, like I limited my social interaction with people. I'm I just cry okay. all the time. That's all right. <laughs> I just d- didn't quite want to do it this quick out of the gate. No, this is a, a climbing <laughs> friendly podcast. Oh, this is a, a we will, safe yeah. space to weep. Safe as space. is evidenced by the fact you have tissue right here on the table. I love that. <laughs> We're prepared. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so it was hard because I loved being around you and so many friends um, and being around people. And because not only do I like that and does that, you know, help my extrovert side, but I love watching other people be happy. Ooh, so when I, I would that. go to your parties and you guys were having so much fun and you're all so witty and so funny and you're cracking everyone in the room up, it's it's such a great atmosphere to be in. So I missed that for myself. I missed, I just missed that atmosphere. It was really hard. That's really hard. I'm sorry. That's okay. Because it, (laughs) you know, and and, and on a smaller level, I think a lot of people felt that during the pandemic. And and, I mean, you'd see all these like memes about introverts introverts saying, oh, I'm living my best life. Like, let's never (laughs) go back to this. Where I was like, but check on the extroverts. We're not okay. I was very concerned about you and and Haley and some of our friends who are, because I I remember having those thoughts frequently where I'm like, what do they do? What do you do? With our kids and it was not good. (laughs) I demanded a lot from my poor children. You're like, here, I will give you $20. <laughs> Sit in a semicircle in the a living room. A lot of, room. like, Marco Polo video apps and, <gasps> like, no, but f- for real, and Zoom and Zoom calls and yeah. d- social distancing outside, you know, with masks just to just to get through. Did you feel like social media helped you, like, where you could kind of yeah. perform, you know, yeah. on social media? And, and, and really just to uh, feel connected to somebody. Were you yeah. doing TikToks? No, <laughs> I don't go that far. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't that bad. <laughs> I'm, I'm still an old lady. <laughs> I was, I was like, yeah, I can stay home. I'm doing fine at home. Nice. Yeah. Did you do some sourdough? You know, I didn't go that far. <laughs> I was going to say, how, how bad was it? Yeah, I didn't go that far, but I am. Um, I have a little bit of extrovert in me. I know people sometimes say you can't. You're one or the other. You can't have both. But I'm for sure more an introvert. So I was okay during that time. I'm kind of, what's hard for me socially is being in a big group. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, this maybe ties into self-care because I feel like if I haven't, if like my little bucket isn't filled and I go into a big group, then I am drained by that. And I do not enjoy that experience. And I feel like I was not heard or seen or valued. (laughs) It gets dark. Mm -hmm. So I have to have already taking a little bit of care of myself before I go out with a big group of friends to enjoy that. That's mm-hmm. that's maybe a social self-care boundary that I have. Ooh. Or I or I just know I have learned to not have that expectation 
if I'm out with a big group of people, that I will get fed in a way that is like really meaningful to me. I have to sort of adjust the expectation to just be like, this is just going to be fun and laugh and lighthearted and we won't get deep and serious. And that that's okay. Ooh, I like that. Because if you never go deep and serious, then and that's then such I'm a empty. need. Yes, I yeah. am too. And so, yeah. but I know what you mean. Not every social situation calls for that. And if you only have one social situation, you know, a month, and you want it to mean all of the things, <laughs> yeah. that's a lot. That's a big that's expectation. A lot of yeah, pressure. you got to draw some, draw some lines, draw some boundaries there. When I get nervous about going out with people or like in a professional capacity and I'm going to meet people that I'm like, maybe they're cooler than I am and like they probably do more interesting things and you know, those kind of nerves. So many years ago, I heard someone talk about just sort of like being settled with yourself before you go somewhere, trusting that you'll show up as your best self and not worrying in advance, not worrying what people think of you, right? Instead right. of after giving the fact. people ahead of time the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, yeah. And that and and sort of trusting like that I'll have the conversations that are gonna be really beneficial and valuable. And I won't have the conversations that don't matter. You know, just sort of that idea of of trust and care instead of trying to worry ahead of time like how's this gonna go and am I gonna you know oh, is, yeah. am I gonna be cool at the party or am I gonna, you know, like stand on the edges or whatever. Um that has helped me a lot uh, in situations where I felt like a little trepidation. I like that. A little prep. Yeah. A little yeah. prep. A little centering and being like, hey, Amy, I got you. Show up as your best self. Yeah. You know, you're in there. Just be that person. <laughs> you're in there. I like that. <laughs> but I think my worry Your inner voice is nicer than mine. <laughs> Mine is like, say. listen, you're going to say some things you're going to regret, <laughs> but it, just let it go. You'll, we'll get better at this eventually. It's a funny thing to talk about self-care in a social environment, but I think it's really important. We're all different, and I realize that is not a, a shocking statement, but sometimes I think we unintentionally surround ourselves with people who think and act and talk exactly like this. And my life has become so much more richer, so much more valuable. My friendships have become so much more deepened because of the differences that I have in my friends. And we've talked about in this episode, introverts and extroverts, and there's a lot of other different qualities that we could judge the differences in each other. But I've used those examples as a way to illustrate how we all need different things. And in order to truly nurture ourselves, I think that we would do ourselves a discredit if we didn't come into our friendships with an intentional way to connect and deepen those relationships. Making sure that you take care of your own needs allows your friends to have greater freedom to really connect with you. And um, you set them up for success instead of, you know, being silently resentful or having sort of agendas. And it allows you to both be who you are and deepen those relationships. The Lisa Show is a production of BYU Radio. It's hosted by Lisa Valentine Clark and produced by McKay Menden and Becca Hurley with help from Kaya Div and music and post-production by Sam Clausen. If you like the show, make sure to leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And if you have questions for the Council of Moms, you can connect with us on Instagram and Facebook. 
next week on The Lisa Show. When I was in labor with my sixth child, um, I remember that day thinking, I want to shake tonight at the hospital after I have this baby. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So I got on my, you know, credit, what, what is it called? Bank? <laughs> to see if you have money. Yeah. Whatever that thing's called. And um, I, we had $26. Not just in our checking mm-hmm. savings. That was our total money for our whole family. And we were going through some rough times. We've had so many ups and downs. And it was like, oh, okay. Well, then I think I could get a shake. I could maybe get a sandwich too, you know, like... It'll work. (laughs) That's next week on The Lisa Show. Be sure to find it wherever you download your podcasts.